0: Do you find yourself wanting to know more about the latest murder, conspiracy, cult, or haunting?
1: Then this is the podcast for you. I'm Alicia.
0: And I'm Sierra. And this is Twisted, Twisted and, uncorked. and Uncorked. Hello and welcome to episode 96. Holy shit balls! So many episodes <laughs> um, of this Twisted and Uncorked podcast. It's my episode, so that's exciting. Last time I had an episode, I couldn't decide if it was murderless or disappeared or unsolved. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we landed on murderless. Yes, we did. This one is my unsolved. So okay. we are going to have some fun with theories today. Hell yeah. But first, do you have a fun
1: fact? So my fun fact today is about Sangria. Since it's your episode, we need to know where Sangria started from. And okay. It has roots in ancient Roman times when alcohols such as wine were added to poor quality water to kill off any bacteria. And soon okay. people began to add herbs, spices, even some fresh fruits to disguise the taste of the wine, which usually wasn't very good. And so this became sangria. They were just trying to choke down their
0: shitty water. Is sangria the real? truth behind jesus turning water into wine what what maybe mind blown
1: (laughs) well that and that's kind of what we do with shitty wine we put stuff in yeah It makes sangria to make it taste good and use it so Mm -hmm. because it's a week old at that point so
0: people have just been doing it for hundreds of years yep Uh, my fun fact today is sort of related i guess it's about fruit oh um I know that you know, that we all know, that tomatoes are fruits instead of vegetables, right? Yes. But did you know? It really doesn't make sense, but yes. (laughs) I'm about to make it make sense. Oh, okay. Did you know that all fruits are, in fact, vegetables? Basically, a vegetable is any edible part of any plant. Or a plant that is specifically grown for the purpose of eating. There are root vegetables like carrots, leafy vegetables like spinach, tuber vegetables like potatoes, flowers like broccoli. The stalk is celery. These are all parts of plants that are edible that we grow specifically for eating that part. Like, we don't grow carrots to look at the pretty leafy grass that pops out of the ground. We grow it to eat the root. Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't grow tomatoes to see their pretty flowers that bloom. We grow them to eat the tomato. Well, (laughs) the fruit is just another part of the plant that we eat. It's the part that is referred to as the ovary of the plant because it is capable of reproducing and it has seeds. It is fruiting. So yes, a tomato is a fruit. So are peppers, olives, avocado, zucchini, pumpkins, eggplants. All of this is fruit because they have seeds. Huh. But they, along with apples, oranges, blueberries, and pineapples, are also vegetables. Because
1: they don't. Well, they, do they have? They have tiny seeds. Don't blueberries have tiny little seeds?
0: Uh, yes, but every fruit is a vegetable, is what I'm saying. Yes. Even if it has seeds, it's a vegetable. This is philosophical. Every I'm plant. A hard time. <laughs> every plant you eat is a vegetable. But certain vegetables fruit seeds so they're called I see. fruits i see i yeah. see i
1: see i yeah. see okay um, well my also, brain and everything i know is wrong now
0: <laughs> also peanuts are a fruit and then thus also a vegetable so this is why vegetarians also eat fruits but fruititarians do not eat leafy root or tuber vegetables they only eat fruits most That's marketing today just designates savory plants as vegetables and sweet plants as fruits instead of the actual scientific meanings but all of it is vegetables all right huh so if someone if you say that a tomato is a vegetable and someone corrects you you tell them all fruits are vegetables you asshole play episode 96 of twisted and
1: uncorked in their face and tell them they're wrong (laughs) yes (laughs) uh wow all fruits are vegetables love it love it i love it too i stand by it i'm gonna
0: start telling people this (laughs) I have been telling (laughs) Jesse this, and I keep getting it confused. I'm like, are all vegetables fruits or are all fruits vegetables? I'm so So I had to look it up, and I was like, if I teach about it, I'll remember it. All fruits are vegetables. They say you remember
1: 10% more when you teach somebody. So. Exactly. That's why I used to teach all of my dogs the homework that I was studying that night for a test the next day.
0: Yeah. And hence why we tell you all these fun facts. So even your friends who don't listen to podcasts, you can teach them about it.
1: Right. (laughs) <laughs> or you can weird them out in a conversation where you're like, hey, did you know that this and this and this? And they'll be like, what? what? Mm-hmm. I, this is what we do to people in public. So we need yeah. a platform for our fun facts. You're welcome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and speaking of fun facts and my fun fact, Sangria, Sierra's been yes. wanting to do this one for a while.
0: There are many, many names of it's mold wine, okay? Yeah. It's mold. it's hot, it's... You said it. Also known as... maybe. No, it's it's it starts with a G. Hang on. The German word for it is pronounced... Glühwein. 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 However, in English, this is often pronounced as glühwein. Glühwein, because the
1: glühwein's
0: Gluvine. I love that man's voice. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, okay. Yeah. So that's how it's pronounced in German. There's a whole website, Moldwine, also known as Glühwein, Vino Caliente, Glug, Vin i I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. I don't know why there's a J in there. <laughs> Vinshad, Candola, Vinho Cuente, or you know many other things. It's warm wine, okay? Warm spiced wine. It's the same. Uh, it's the the page that has the recipe on it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it is red wine that was heated. Uh, we add spices to it, like um, cinnamon, star anise, cloves. I used apple brandy, but an orange liqueur is also uh used and then oranges themselves are it's all in there in a pot together you get it really hot but not simmering because if it starts to bubble then it takes out the alcohol content Mm -hmm. so you don't want it to bubble right before it bubbles warm it up that's when you take it off Mm -hmm.
1: mine is uh, like room temperature at this point but that's fine it's still delicious same
0: it's delicious and my mug is still warm so that's that what counts.
1: i care about oh i didn't put mine in a mug that would have been smart
0: well most the, people it it don't because it's I put prettier it in this if you one don't. that you gave me um, because i figured it yeah. was
1: such a thick glass that it could mm-hmm. withstand the warmth
0: well i put it in this one that you gave me so it's perfect cheers
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's really good it's like so wintry and like cozy and i could mm-hmm. sit by a fire with a book and read this all night
0: yeah, and, and um, it made the house smell mm-hmm. so good. Oh, yes. my gosh.
1: And we understand that it is very similar to our last sangria, but I just mm-hmm. want to point out that we said if we switch out the wine, it's a different sangria, and like Sierra said, we're not simmering it. We're just warming it. So,
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they are very similar, Um, but, you know, there's only so many warm things you can do with wine, That's so true. deal with and it. And we're cold, so
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. Stay warm with us. Also, I live for red wine and cinnamon. I don't know what it is, but I just love the combination. That's so the much. smell.
0: The yeah. aroma in the house
1: is red wine and cinnamon. And I need, like, oh, need to it's make beautiful. that into a candle. I'm saying this because I don't want somebody to steal that idea. It's ours. I'm sure We're it's gonna already it. taken. No. I'm going to look it up after this episode. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Who made the first red wine cinnamon candle? It's, yeah, it's probably us. called Glühwein. <laughs> hey, that's a brilliant name. <laughs> Because people that don't know what that means will be like, ooh, it's exotic. It's pretty. It's candle yeah. so nice. We need to buy it. So nice. Brilliant. So what would you rate it? I'm definitely going to give it a 10.
0: Yeah? I'm throwing 10s around lately like it's yes, going of style. I know, both of us. I'm going to do a 9.5 for this one only because I think I could have made it better if I used the orange liqueur instead of the mm. apple brandy that I had I was just stock. thinking that the um, apple
1: brandy sounded good and I used orange brandy. It so.
0: definitely does it's good, but it's really close to, you know, apple cidery. Yeah.
1: So, I would fair. like to
0: know what it tastes like with the orange. Yeah, fair so. Enough.
1: That's my only 10 out of 10 would qualm. recommend, guys. Would
0: recommend. If you try any of these sangrias, let us know. We want to know what you think. Yes, do that. And now for the episode, but first, a quick little break to hear a promo from our best friend, uh Nikonel. At the tennis podcast.
1: <laughs> Are you in the top ten lists? What about pop culture? Or maybe you're just a nerd like us. We've got a show for you, loser. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. We're the hosts of the Tennis Podcast, a comedy and edutainment podcast covering a new top tennis list every week, including fun facts and trivia. We've covered lists such as the top 10 most popular 90s songs on Spotify. The deadliest animals. The worst U.S. presidents. the Leading causes of death. The best-selling video game franchises. The most common murder methods. Okay, are you going to give one that isn't about death? The deadliest jobs in America. Listen to these and countless other top 10 lists every Wednesday at tenishpod.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Top
0: horror villains by their kill count. I think we're done here. If you listen to this
1: podcast there's a good chance you, see you will die. We are the Tenish Podcast. That's 10ISH. Bye.
0: Are you ready? No. I'm scared. You ready for an unsolved episode? No, I'm scared. <laughs> it's yes, excited. So I'm, I'm excited. Okay. <clears throat> Now that you have been here to the land of the peanut, I wanted to tell you Me, a case How can you assume uh-huh. that
1: everyone's been to the land of the peanut? No, nope,
0: <laughs> no, no, you. I wanted to tell you about a case that happened right here in southeast Alabama <gasps> back in nineteen ninety nine when two teens from Dothan, Alabama turned oh, up God. dead.
1: Is this the one we and were their talking families... about their families was with you yeah
0: okay,, yeah. okay, okay. And their families, 23 years later, have yet to see justice. Oh, well, hopefully we can be the voices that get it there. Doubtful. You'll hear why. At around 8 a.m. on August 1st, 1999, a mother called Dothan Police Department to report her daughter missing. She had last spoken to her daughter, Tracy Howlett, the night before at 1130 p.m. from a payphone. When she called to let her know that she and her friend JB Beasley were on their way home from Ozark, Alabama, about 25 miles from Dothan. Tracy and JB, both 17 years old, had been out that night. After getting off work, the two best friends got into JB's car and headed out to a field party in Headland, Alabama, 10 miles away, around 10 p.m. Headland is where we went to Corn by the way.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Mm hmm. Their classmates were hosting a bonfire outdoor party out in the field somewhere and invited the girls. They weren't super interested in going out, but it was J.B.'s birthday, July 31st. So the friends talked the girls into coming, say it would be like a birthday celebration. Mm. It wasn't a birthday party, per se, but it was a party and it was her birthday.
1: I would just like to go on record to say that nothing good ever happens in a field party.
0: I... Kept thinking, am I saying this right? Is it called a fucking field party? And I literally said out loud like three times while I was typing this: "Field party, field party." Like, is there something else? Is there do something else? It's called when you're not of legal
1: and... drinking age and everybody no.
0: congregates <laughs> yeah. into a field. <laughs> and Jesse, Jesse was like. <laughs> what are you talking about a field party a bush like, party a field right? party and he's like yeah i've been to millions of field parties of and it's like does. okay that's all i need to know
1: <laughs> yeah i think every town kind of calls them something different but i would nothing good ever happens we've yeah. told so many true crime stories that start this way nothing good ever happens at a field party guys if you're not drinking Listen, in a safe space don't do it at all okay god it's <laughs> my psa for 2023 <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's the true crime brain talking. But the uh, fun in me talking says, who fucking cares? Memories are made in field parties, okay?
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Now, like camping is basically a field party.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Just always be in a field party that has service. And with no interest. You know cell phones didn't exist back then. That's, that's the issue. That's Yeah, that's true. Speaking of. Being that the party was in a field, it was not very easy to find. Sure, they had directions, (laughs) but there were no smartphones in 1999, so they couldn't just pull up Google Maps and drop a pin. The girls made it to Headland at some point in the night, probably about 20 minutes later, because that's how far it is from Dothan. And we only know that they made it to Headland because they stopped at a gas station payphone to call a friend and ask for more detailed directions. Then they started driving again. But somehow they ended up in Ozark, maybe by accident, or maybe they decided to go there instead. No one knows. You and I never went to Ozark, uh, but we did go to Enterprise, which is where the Haunted Hotel was. Yes. And the best way I can describe it without a map for those listening is if you're in Dothan, say you're in Dothan, Enterprise is, you know, about an hour, a little less than an hour to the left. Um. Ozark is halfway to Enterprise, but more north. Okay. Just like as north as Headland is. Okay. But Headland is to the right. Gotcha. So if Dothan is the bottom point of an upside down triangle, Headland is the top right point, and bottom point, <laughs> top right point, and Ozark, which is where they ended up, is the top left point.
1: I think you explained so that So they came here.
0: They, they started at the bottom, they went up to the right, and somehow ended all the way over to the left. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's not car efficient. Yeah. According to security camera footage, Tracy and JB pulled into a gas station in Ozark at about 11.30 p.m. The gas station had closed at 11 p.m., but there was another car there as well. A woman and her daughter had stopped the gas station for a soda, but found it closed. This woman would later come forward to tell police that she spoke to JB, who asked her for directions back to Dothan. The woman also saw another girl, presumably Tracy, on the payphone. This is the call that Tracy made to her mother, letting her know that they never made it to the party. Um, They couldn't find the place. Somehow they ended up in Ozark, and now they were getting directions back home to Dothan. The reason she called her mom is because 1130 was actually her curfew. Oh. And she was letting her mom know that, yes, she was past curfew, but it wasn't her fault, and they were on their way home now. Aw, what a Tracy's responsible mom, kid. Right? Tracy's mom trusted that they would be home soon, and she went to bed. No. The woman who talked to the girls told police that nothing seemed amiss. The girls were not in any distress. JB was very outgoing but polite. They were cleanly dressed, the car was clean, she saw them them leave the gas station parking lot in their car, turning right, headed in the direction she told them would get them to Dothan. But the girls never made it back home. When Tracy's mom called the police on the morning of August 1st because Tracy wasn't home, the police said they would send some units in the area between Ozark and Dothan to see if anyone was having car issues on the side of the road. Maybe the girls got a flat tire or something. But at about the exact same time, the Ozark Police Department came across a vehicle pulled off on the side of a roadway. It was a black 1993 Mazda, JB's car. But the girls were not in it. No. The scene did not seem to alarm police, but they described it as this. No girls in the car. The car was very muddy. JB's driver's license was on the dashboard. The driver's oh. side window was mostly rolled down. The gas tank was empty. The girls' purses were still in the front seat with money in them, and there was no sign of forced entry. Like I said, police did not seem alarmed, but I want to know what are your immediate thoughts of this scene? Ah, uh,
1: I hate it. Somebody had yeah, to have
0: COVID. It's a little alarming.
1: Yeah. In my opinion. As soon as you said and quote, this is a scene but nothing alarming. No, this is fucking alarming. (laughs) Um, Because you say the car gas tank was empty. If they had run out of gas, they would have needed money to walk with them to go and get jerry cans. So that's Mm -hmm. not what happened. So... And I don't know if you're gonna get to this, but if like the car was tampered with at all, so that they would purposefully lose gas, so that they would be forced to pull over, and whoever coaxed them out was like, "Hey, I can help you out. Like, don't worry about your stuff. Like, we'll go get you some gas, and we'll be right back here, and we'll leave all this here in case anyone finds it, so they, you know, they know who the car belongs to." That's a
0: possibility I hadn't even thought of. I love that. That's my theory. That's I love it. With right I now. love it. Okay. Um. So to me just off of the scene alone the driver's license on the dash and the driver's head window That's down crazy. sounds like a cop pulled them over right yeah you need your driver's license when a cop pulls you over you roll your window down to talk I to saying, them that was my other thought too,
1: fake like somebody impersonating yeah. an officer uh.
0: but then an empty gas tank and no girls sounds like they ran out of gas maybe left on foot uh, or with another driver but then why would they leave their purses and money if they needed to get gas just like you said so those were my thoughts well, we're pretty sure they didn't leave to get gas or not, you know, because they simply ran out. Their parents mm-hmm. were 100% sure that the car had just been filled with gas the day before, before they headed out to the party. For the tank to have been empty, they would have had to drive for eight hours straight to use it up, which was like not said, very possible. Like
1: only like an hour-ish right. away,
0: so they would have maxed drove like three hours. Right, exactly. Oh, it's not possible God. for the time frame. So maybe like the guy, the gas was uh, siphoned, was my thought, but also gas tank could be tampered with. Who knows why though? Uh, to some add a little context, a car, yeah,
1: some, somebody saw them stop to get sodas at that store or whatever, and directions. Oh, Ugh, I don't like it. It's so suspicious. to add a little context
0: to this location where the vehicle was found, it was a residential area. Um, but there aren't really many houses on the small road. It was mostly land that was woodsy, like a road that's behind people's houses. So a lot of backyards back up to this road. Okay. Also, it's a pretty short road. Um, the gas station that they stopped at used to be called a big and little store. Now it's called an inland and it's on broad street. And I have a map for you to see. That's what I was thinking you were going to show me. Guys, go check out our YouTube
1: channel or our social media for these photos or our website. Okay, thanks.
0: I'm also going to describe it, but you want to see this. All right. Can you see? Absolutely. Not not yet. Still loading. There we go. Okay. Okay. So, um. What is a Dairy King? I don't know. Is it like Dairy Queen? I don't know because we have a Dairy Queen. I don't know what the fuck. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Ignore all of these weird places. So, I'm um, just curious, guys. I'm not from the U.S. The gas station <laughs> is right here. Okay, It's on this corner, and it's on this side of the street. So, like, next to so, a high over school here. and a couple restaurants right. and a gas station. Okay. The woman who gave them directions said that she told them to turn right, and they did. If they would have turned right out of this parking lot, they would have gone down this street mm-hmm. to here, which is two th- Highway 231. Yep. Highway 231 takes you directly to Dothan, Alabama. So all okay. you have to do is take this road to this road and straight shot. You're there. Okay. Where their vehicle was found was on this road, Herring Avenue. fuck? So it was only one mile from the gas station, but it was to the left. So again, this is the opposite way of the woman would have said. They would have had to turn left out of here down this road and this road and this road to get to this road.
1: Yeah. Like, it
0: just doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. I don't like it.
0: Yeah. Um, The main reason that I bring up this is because later on, one of the theories is that someone else drove their car to that location after the girls were killed. But even that is weird to me because their purses are still right there in the front seat. Mm -hmm. Why would someone kill them and then drive their car but leave their purses in the front seat? Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: just so strange. No, I still think that they left the car. I just don't understand why. That's like driving activity that maybe you're trying to lose somebody that's tailing you. Maybe. I'm not going to lie. Or crime brain. I've do been they paranoid. know somebody over there? Oh, maybe. Like, yeah. I don't know. We don't, don't know no why one, they were so actually in there. Ozark. I someone's trying to follow me and I need to lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before. So that's what made me think of that. I was like, this car is following me way too closely and way too specifically, and his signal's going on as soon as my right. signal goes on, and I got all creeped out, so I was like, I'm going to go yeah. in all these different roads. No directions.
0: one will go down this road. Let's see if they follow. <laughs> You're not going to know where I live. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Kevin's like, it's been an hour. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> so another thing to note is that there was one other vehicle in the parking lot of the gas station when the girls were there,
1: Okay. and...
0: Um, when they talked to that woman who came forward. Okay. It was a white pickup truck, but according to police, they couldn't tell the make or the model or the license plate or who was driving. And if the police knew which direction it came from or which way it eventually went, they never made it public.
1: Okay.
0: So we just don't know anything about this truck.
1: So just a white They did
0: say, truck. right. They did say that the owner of that vehicle would be a person of interest if they knew who it was. So anyway, back to the scene. Again, police don't find the scene suspicious. The girls are continued to be looked for. Hours go by, six hours to be exact, and they decide to have the vehicle towed. But a vehicle is not allowed to be towed until all its contents are documented, because the tow truck company doesn't want to be responsible for anything stolen from the vehicle. And someone is like, hey, did we search the whole car? What's in the trunk? Police are like, oh, well, we never found the keys, so we can't get into the trunk. And someone's like, yeah, but did you, like, push the little trunk lever on the inside of the car?
1: Cause the again, the windows are down. fucking rolled
0: down, yeah, and uh, police are like, uh, no, we didn't know we could do that Okay, all of these so then finally, just
1: from not suspicious the scene,
0: but anyway, yeah, finally, six hours after finding the car, they pop the trunk no. And guess what they find No blood, the bodies of both of the girls twisted and uncorked, we'll be right back. If you prefer not to listen to ad breaks, head on over to Patreon.com slash Twisted and Uncorked for more information on receiving ad-free episodes.
1: Ugh. Why did I think this has disappeared in my head? I was like, you're not going to find bodies.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, that sucks. JB Beasley was said to have a smile that would light up a room. She was a humble girl, but was good at anything she tried to do. She had an underlying passion for dance according to one of her sisters, but her home life was not perfect by any means. Her mother had a hard time. Lucky Land Casino
1: asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's
1: office
0: I'm keeping custody of J.B. and her three sisters because she found herself in trouble with addiction and with the law. But despite it all, her sisters remember that she always had a positive outlook on life. She made the best of every situation and reminded them to always stay positive and make their own happiness. Quote, the most important thing I learned from her was to never be unhappy. Despite some of the negative things we grew up with, J.B. always showed us the positive in it. She made sure we were always having fun. End quote. This is said by Joe Beth, one of JB's little sisters. Okay,
1: I'm not crying. You're crying. Right? Cock.
0: In the trunk of that car, JB was found having been shot in the cheek. Her clothing was noticeably dirty, her pants wet from the knees down, and her shoes muddy. Tracy Howlett grew up a lot differently than JB. There were no apparent struggles in her life. Not with her family, not with anyone. She was a quote-unquote good girl, having never been late for curfew and telling her mom seemingly everything that was going on in her life. Calling her mother at 11.30 p.m. when it was her curfew was not surprising at all to her mother, and her mother trusted her completely that the story was 100% true. Not to say that she didn't keep things from her family, but if she did, her mother had no reason to suspect it. Tracy Howlett was found in the trunk of the car with JB. Tracy had a single gunshot wound to her temple and was placed in the vehicle with a 9mm gun shell casing lying on her leg. Ew. She had a scratch on her arm, briars sticking to her pants legs, and she too was wet from the knees down with muddy shoes that had been purchased just a week prior.
1: What is sticking to her pants legs?
0: Uh, Briars. So it's like the little pokey things that get stuck to you from plants oh you know like stickers yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. oh
1: yeah that you taught me that as well yeah
0: yeah they're not ideal guys definitely not and so on top of that the vehicle the back of the vehicle was also very muddy Mm -hmm. um autopsies were done and showed that neither girl had drugs or alcohol in their systems and a rape kit was done to prove neither girl had been raped
1: Okay. However, sorry, two months closed? later, you said their jeans yes. were muddy, so
0: yeah, okay. Yes. However, two months later, the crime lab would report that traces of semen were found on JB's bra, panties, and skin. The only other evidence was a partial palm print on the trunk of the vehicle. For a long time, police could not figure out what had happened or what the motive may have been for killing the two girls. The best they could surmise was that the girls were met by a man who may have had them perform sexual acts, though not traditional vaginal rape, and then forced them into an executional style position on their knees, which is why they'd been wet from the knees to their ankles, before shooting them in the head. That was the police's theory. Requests for information and a reward were set pretty quickly, and with that, a story unfolded a man named Johnny William Barentine came forward to claim the reward. According to Johnny, his friends, and his wife, his story was this. On July 31st, 1999, around 1130 p.m., 28-year-old Johnny told his wife he was leaving the home to go buy some milk for his two-year-old son. Mm. He didn't return home until 1 a.m. He thinks that Johnny had something to do with this. And his wife remembers him having been visibly upset when he returned. He said that while he was out, his vehicle had been hit by a black truck with Dothan tags somewhere on Herring Avenue, the same street where JB's vehicle was found. I don't know if you remember this, but JB's vehicle is black. It is not a truck, but it is a black vehicle. She was from Dothan. Yeah. After hearing of the girl's murders and telling some friends... Um, that same night that someone had hit his vehicle, he was encouraged to go to the police with this story. Johnny went to the police exactly one month after the girls were found on September 1st. And in an interview room, he told multiple versions, different versions of this story.
1: Oh, he for sure had something to do with it. Okay.
0: In the most told version, he said that he drove a tattooed man to the spot where the girls were stopped. The man got out and talked to the girls. One tried to run. The other was combative. Johnny saw the man put the girls in the trunk, heard two gunshots, and then the man got back in his vehicle and he drove them home. The man he said was his neighbor, Johnny, and this supposed neighbor neighbor only lived point eight miles from where the girls' vehicles were found. But with Johnny's story changing so often, the neighbor he accused having an alibi. And neither Johnny's nor the neighbor's DNA matching the semen on JB's body, Johnny eventually recanted everything and stated he just wanted the reward money. He had no idea what had actually happened to the girls. However, police did mention that Johnny was able to accurately describe what the girls were wearing. (sighs)
1: See,
0: that part bothers me. He knew what they were wearing, for one. The other part that bothers me is he says that one of the girls tried to run. Only one of the girls had briars on her. And the other one was combative. The one that wasn't combative was shot in the cheek, whereas she was probably trying to be shot in the temple. Yeah. They missed if she moved. Yeah. Bugs me. I don't like it. But the DNA didn't match, so police are like, nope, on to the next one. In the end, no mention of sexual assault was described, and the omission was recanted, so police had nothing to hold Johnny on. The case went cold for many years. Other suspects included a man from Michigan who, has a, who was at a party near where the girls were found. He was questioned multiple times, was said to have suspicious statements, and couldn't account for three hours of that night. But his DNA didn't match the semen on JB. Is it Another possible
1: man, that she had a boyfriend that that semen belonged to?
0: Thank you. Can you stop? I mean, it doesn't take fucking a fucking semen? detective. It doesn't take a <laughs> detective, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that I is the just, main point I'm, I'm trying decided. to make. <laughs> Another man, a man from Mississippi, was wanted for drug possession in Ozark. He had allegedly been in Ozark the night of the murder and left two days later back to Mississippi. He was extradited back to Ozark for his drug possession. His DNA was taken, and it also did not match that of the semen found on J.B., So he was written off, too. And finally, the white truck at the gas station. According to the video, the truck was at a gas pump for a little while that night. Even though the gas station was closed, the pumps were still opened, and he or she or they could have been getting gas. But when the records were pulled, no card purchase was recorded at that pump, and there was no video evidence of someone getting out at the gas pump. So why did this person just sit at the pump in their vehicle? Again, Waiting that person has them. never been identified. Or oh. following or something. So the case was on an episode of the original Unsolved Mysteries. And it was talked about in a few other local um, sources and TV shows. Uh, I did not watch this episode. I probably could have. I just didn't. i heard mysteries. enough about it yeah. being around here. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um. But eventually, in 2015, someone else came forward. Rena Crum described as being at some point a reserve or an auxiliary police officer not exactly sure what she did um but she was somehow connected to the police department in ozark okay uh she went to a known local blogger with information saying that she could no longer live with what she knew
1: what what did she know
0: She told blogger John Carroll that an Ozark police officer was responsible for the crime and that the other officers in the Ozark Police Department helped cover it up. Allegedly, and according to blogger John Carroll in 2015, J.B. Beasley and Tracy Howlett, being J.B.'s close friend, had evidence to a crime that the Ozark police officer had committed. It's hard to find the information now because it was all shut down. I'll explain in a minute. But the rumor is that the police department was part of a cocaine distribution crime or possibly part of planting drugs on traffic violation suspects, mostly black suspects pulled over for other driving offenses and then police planting drugs on them and arresting them. Um, Rena said that the girls were in possession of audiotapes of officers admitting to these crimes. Rumors say that JB may have had some sort of romantic relationship with one of the police officers, and that's how she first got in possession of the tapes. But then, according to Rena, when police found out that the girls were going to come forward with this information, particularly in a trial that was set for the week after their murders, the police had to act quickly to stop them from talking. Allegedly, Tracy's home was broken into the week before the murders as well. But the oh. only room that was ransacked or had anything taken from it was Tracy's bedroom. Stop, a 17-year-old's gross. bedroom. That's gross. All of this information is hearsay from Rena Crum to John Carroll and then spread throughout the internet. Uh, because less than a year after he posted the information publicly on his blog, the Ozark Police Department sued John Carroll for slander and the blog was shut down. Again, the case went cold. The specific police officer that Rena Crum pointed the finger at has since retired and then died, so he is no longer alive to even question. Sorry, and then there was another up update.
1: They're adorable. Oh my god! This is, like, I know. Heartbreaking. They're yeah. little bobs. I can't. Yes. Oh, such besties. This is horrible.
0: So okay. then there was another update on the case. Okay. In two thousand nineteen. After hearing news about familial DNA being discovered in the Golden State Killer case and naming Joseph James D'Angelo as a serial killer, the Ozark Police Department decided to use what was left of the trace DNA from JB's clothing to be put into the genealogy database. And they got a match. In 2019, Coley McCraney, a truck driver, (laughs) bishop at a local church, and Navy veteran, was arrested and charged with the murders and sexual assault charged. of the girls based on a DNA match. Okay. At the time of the murders, he would have been 26 years old. Ironically, just one day before the murders, on July 30th, 1999, Coley was sued by his ex-wife in a paternity case for child support. In that suit, he was ordered to provide DNA to prove or disprove paternity. He never submitted his DNA, Instead, just saying, I know it's my kid, no big deal, and he paid the child support. A decision he would later come to regret, not providing that DNA, at the time, sure makes him look guilty of more heinous crimes. Mm -hmm. I want my DNA in the system. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Coley McCraney now awaits trial for the deaths of Tracy Howlett and J.B. Beasley. His first trial was set to take place in 2020, until COVID happened and pushed it back. It was rescheduled for this past summer of 2022 in May, but there was an issue with summoning enough willing and able jurors who were unbiased to try the case. So it has been pushed again. I don't
1: know if we're unbiased.
0: (laughs) Right. He has been in jail without bond since 2019, where he continues to plead his innocence. His lawyer reached out to Rena Crum to use her as a witness in his defense. However, she recanted all her previous statements saying that everything she disclosed to that blogger John Carroll was a lie and she wants nothing to do with the case. Oh, shit. Even if she had agreed, prosecutors asked for a motion that she or any other witnesses that wanted to come forward about police involvement be excluded from the case against Coley McCraney because those rumors have nothing to do with the case that they have against him and his DNA. That's where the case stands now. Uh, As far as some theories go, let me... Explain what other people think first. Uh, So one thing, there was a lake nearby, one mile from where they were found. Some people are like, maybe they went to Ozark voluntarily, and then to escape someone or something, they ran, happened to run through a lake. And then this something caught up with them and then just put their bodies back in their own vehicle. Police involvement theory is also widely believed because of the window being rolled down, the driver's license on the dash... Um, If not an actual police officer, then at least someone posing as a police officer. Many family members and friends said that JB would not have pulled off on the side of the road for just anyone. It would have had to be either a police officer or someone that she knew or thought was a police officer. Some people believe that there is no way that only one person could have gotten the better of the two of them. They were just teens, but there were two of them and they would have put up a fight. So maybe there's more than one person involved and finally there are concerns that the semen found on jb may not have had anything to do with the murders it was trace amounts the rape kit done during the autopsy didn't show any signs of sexual assault jb was only 17 but she was a vibrant girl it is very possible that the semen was there because of a previous encounter yeah, that she maybe was she gave an having some blowjob we exactly consensual nothing to do with her death possibly yeah. She may have encountered Coley McCraney that day or any other day Mm -hmm. as a romantic partner. And how could he remember a random hookup from more than 20 years ago? He would have been around the same age. Also, if the police were involved, who's to say that they didn't plant evidence or tamper with the sample? Mm
1: -hmm. Even
0: JB's own father isn't so sure that Coley McCraney could have been the one who killed the girls. He believes that the death of his daughter and her friends could not have been completed by a single person. He said that he believes in the justice system, but he will not be satisfied unless Coley McCraney is convicted by a jury without reasonable doubt. What's your See, theories?
1: That's hard because, in my opinion, there's a lot of reasonable doubt here. First, There's question, so much reasonable doubt! Did they test his, like, have they gotten a sample of his DNA yet? And it does match. Yes. the dna those so, okay yes so Second his question, i believe if they do a partial palm print test on anyone no one knows cuz even though it's a partial one i've seen in like forensic files they can match it up like oh yeah if they have something parts to test of your against or your unique so all right. of the suspects that they had they should have gotten their palm prints
0: i know it, it mentions the dna I but i didn't know if they'd gotten that so that was another yes. question yes so the reason they found him is because they Ran the DNA through the genealogy, like Twenty yeah. Three and Me or something, yeah, yeah. and I believe it was his nephew who was in the originally hit, and then they were like, "Oh, this matches the okay. uncle, Coley McCraney.
1: Was he in a relationship at the time of their? He date? had
0: just been divorced. Okay, so I
1: mean, it's possible he was sad and having a relationship with a underaged girl.
0: Yeah, and I mean, as awful like, as it consensually, is, consensually,
1: it's it's quite right, right, possible.
0: Right. As awful as it is to us now, it's 1999, 17, I guarantee she was, like, sorry, JB and her family. She was probably drinking. They probably met up at a bar somewhere, you know? Or a field party. He doesn't know how old she is. Exactly. Right? A field party? Yeah. So,
1: like... I mean, 1999. I was going to say like 17-year-olds today look older than Sierra and I, but that's mm-hmm. like, but 1999. They they still looked pretty wholesome, but they had their makeup done and they, so it's possible somebody thought they were older or that they just didn't care. Yeah, like her family said, she was a like an old soul, like a mature, like she was used to taking care of her family. So those people are right. Maybe the age the, part didn't bother him. I don't know. The
0: biggest thing that I still so hate about this case. And so many people. No offense to anybody. I'm sure it happens to the best of us. I've done it before. I hate when someone is charged and immediately labeled as guilty. Yes, yes you're charged, but you are guilty until you are innocent until proven guilty. That is yeah. the way America works. So he has not been convicted of anything.
1: Yeah. So he was charged, but Johnny was also been, charged.
0: Like he's so been many held people. This
1: long. Yes. He yes. He might not even be guilty
0: the bothersome part about it is that, so when the police officers were um first um accused by yeah. Rena Crum and the blogger put it out there and then the police department sued the blogger and then the blogger had to take it down. There was an article written about the blogger who said blogger cries racism. And they said this because, In the blog, he was saying that the reason that these people, these police officers might want to kill the girls is because they were doing things like planting drugs on black people. And so whoever wrote this follow up, Coley Coley is black. He's the only person involved in all of this who happens to be black. Mm. And so what bothers me is I feel like this is just hypothetical. This is complete opinion. This is my own gut feeling. I feel like JB was probably involved with some white, rich fucking police officer dude, knew that sh- these police officers were framing black people. And then she had a relationship with a black man, Coley McCraney. They found out about it. They were like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? They're clearly racists. Um, And she's like, you know what? I'm going to tell on you guys. You need to stop fl- framing black people. And so they killed her for it. And they framed another white person. This is oh. just my own speculation and theory, but I like it pisses that theory, me
1: off. <laughs> but that's like that's fi- that's a fiery theory. I like it. It is fiery because I wasn't even I didn't even know what ethnicity he was, and I was thinking yes. that I liked the suspicions of police officers planting evidence because he had done something mm-hmm. else in the past, right? And
0: he well, he's he's never had a, a record. Oh, he's he didn't... never done oh, anything. Oh, it was the other guy. Okay, okay at okay. all. Yeah, no, yeah. Colin McCraney has zero police record. He's – the only thing he's ever been to I was court say, for they is they child support. Didn't
1: get, they didn't get him on something else. And nope. They are just like, meh, I'm going to get you on No, that was then. the
0: guy from Mississippi. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, okay. this guy – nothing at all. Oh, nothing. that's even worse. He's literally a bishop at a church. Like, oh. he has been involved in the church. And, you know, churches aren't that great, but – this he's, dude has, has nothing wrong face. in his yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, he's not
1: doing anything. Okay, he's been
0: a great person other than child support. That's so racism, the only thing,
1: definite yes. possibility.
0: I, agree. I like It and if but like,
1: the police had pulled her, them over, and they yeah. had that evidence anyway, and they're just like, "Well, this is wrong, so we're just going to frame you for it, and we're racist pieces of shit anyway."
0: Right? Because the other thing though, anyone else. how does Johnny know so much?
1: Yeah, that's that what random I kid to know. who
0: went out for milk.
1: Yeah, he was my number one suspect until we got right.
0: Here. <laughs> I, I just it weirds me out that he knows so much. But maybe he knows a police officer,
1: or maybe he and was he the heard person about it that was following them in the car.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the police officers hired him to do some digging. I don't fucking know. I don't know. It's weird.
1: Like maybe he he was out. He was going to get milk. He saw them, and he's like, "I think cute. if I just had he had I'm
0: sad and stressed."
1: I think if he had a white pickup
0: truck, that would have been noted. You know, that's true. Because we don't know whose white pickup truck it was. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking the white pickup truck probably belonged to a police officer.
1: I'm thinking so too. But then, like the whole hit and run thing doesn't really make sense either because their car didn't show any damage. No, that would have been noted as well. I think maybe the person who killed them hit him. Somebody pretending to be a police officer. Yeah, or an actual police officer. Yeah pretending or actual because the driver's license being out is the weird part to me that's like the like unless the person killed them was like who did i just kill and like toss
0: it on the dash but that's weird i don't know yeah and the other thing is the gas i think that the gas being empty was someone's way of framing it like oh they must have gone to get gas um so it was like siphoned out or something yeah um and then the fact that the Definitely police didn't look in her trunk for six fucking hours yeah that seems sketchy of police well they already sucked based on the oh nothing suspicious right. here well but, but did if they, they say nothing suspicious because they sucked or because, they, sucked yeah. or because they knew mm. i don't know
1: oh man these episodes kill me because i, know. I have to listen to it again <laughs> when i edit
0: it well, i'm like see, what happened <laughs> yeah i know the crazy thing is is the trial hopefully eventually is coming up soon and we'll know a little more but god i find myself manifesting every day that he's found not guilty because this is fucked yeah so many okay. people are like dna was found case closed but we know First of all, DNA is not always correct. No, exactly. DNA lies. I Second know of all, about
1: that she wasn't raped. Yeah, but it's like on the one hand, it is possible that whoever pulled them over had them do something gross for them, like a serial killer that we're, we're going to be covering here soon had his victims do that. Right. But, but then on the other hand, it's like I just both of them though.
0: Yeah, it would have been both two of, of them. them at once. Yeah. Like, one of them would have ran or bit it off or something. You know what I mean? I tried to like, fight back while it was yes. happening. Yeah. How did one person get the better of two of them in a sexual situation? I don't understand.
1: Yeah, that's true. And I was going to say, if it was, like, done on Tracy and JB being the one that got shot in the cheek that was being all feisty. Yeah. Then it's possible that she was the one, but she was the one found with the sperm on her. So
0: Exactly yeah it's so weird i don't know this is <laughs> crazy
1: and this happens so close to you
0: i know oh my biggest thing is jb's dad so far does not believe it was Coley McCraney. neither do i
1: well like and like parents kind of have that like intuition yeah. that like gut feeling that no one will ever understand we've seen that in cases yeah. before where parents have been like they're not guilty and then they're found not guilty and it's like well surprise surprise and then they find the person that did and they're like immediately taken by that person right Ah, i hate it i hope that this isn't another racial injustice because that'll make me really mad i I didn't even know i didn't know it kills me i was gonna ask because Coley is such a unique name but i was like yeah i hope that that's not the case but then if he is guilty then great but another case of familial dna being used for the better but i'm not convinced I think I'm not that convinced too at much all. Reasonable doubt. I want
0: to go to the trial. I do too. When it How starts. do we become
1: jurors? But we're already biased. They're well, not gonna let us come. They're gonna hear this. Yeah, they're definitely and be like
0: no. Exactly. They're definitely not gonna let us be jurors. But you can view a trial. Like you can. It's open to the public. As soon as I find out when they're gonna actually hold it, I plan on being there.
1: Stay tuned so. for an update, guys. Yeah. Um, holy shit! Oh, this is so great. And now I understand what you meant by. We might not be the voices to solve it because of what's happening right now. Oh, sneaky, sneaky. Guys, help us. Let us know your theories.
0: (laughs) Yep. Because this is wild. This one's going to keep me up. Wild. All right. Today is January 18th, I think. Let me double check. No, it's not. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) That's a Wednesday. Okay. You know what? This is what I'm going to do. Okay, so today is January 17th, and on this day I couldn't find anything interesting that happened, but on tomorrow, January 18th, (laughs) okay, I did find something interesting, and that is that on January 18th in 1644, quote-unquote pilgrims in Boston reported America's first UFO sighting. Oh, shit. Right, as America, anyway, because you know, you know, the Native Americans fucking knew about aliens. Oh, but first, 100%. the first American UFO sighting when it That's was cool, America. Though. Very interesting.
1: What are they up to? What are they up to? We'll never know.
0: Well, also, it wasn't quite America yet; it was just colonized by Britain. So, I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> we know it we wasn't know America it until now. 1776. But in 1644, it was colonized, and they that's a reported a UFO. Ago, like I know, Ugh. how even
1: was in 1644? The government thinking that they could get along this long without us knowing that it was real, right? How long were you going to try and hide it for? Mm. Not well crazy Um, crazy 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 episode amazing episode let us know your guys' thoughts and theories and we will see you guys next week for a brand new episode and in the meantime keep
0: keep it it twisted twisted.
1: thank you for listening to twisted and uncorked podcast remember to leave a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening now it really is the best way to spread the word you can also check out all of our sources and materials as well as photos for the episode on our website at twistedanduncorked.com and you can follow us on social media at twistedanduncorked or twisted_pod underscore pod on twitter. Thank you so much for all of your love and support and we will see you next Tuesday for a brand new episode. Cheers!